And we're going to start Malachim Beis, Parakid Gimel, Pasukid Dalid. The Elisha Chala as Chalya Shayam as Boy. Two other Chalis that he had that is very ill, he did not die. This is his final illness, and it's going to be very dramatic in terms of the last few hours of his life, the last few days. Safran points out that Leo Anovi also had a very, very long, uh, lack of a better word, career. If it was Pinchas, it was extremely long. But as the uh, Novi Yisrael here in Malachim, and if you recall, he gave it over to Elisha because it wasn't, it's not a question of right or wrong. Remember, Leo was sent to Sinai. And Kosh Baruch Hu, had a dialogue with him. This is the day after the showdown in Har Carmel. Everybody said Hashem Elokim. He finally was able to turn the corner, so he thought. And then the next day, Zevil threatens that he's going to kill him. She's going to kill him if he doesn't get out of town. And he took it seriously, and he understood the people were no longer necessarily on his side. So within a few hours, they switched back, which is uh, very upsetting. And... He's trying every possible etza to get Klayisol to change, including Matrim Shutechutz, the Shomenez Nigla. And he comes to Asina, Kosh Baruch says, What are you doing here? And he says, Klayisol is rebelling and they're made for the bris and the Obdevodazar. Kosh Baruch asks him again and he says the same answer. The answer was correct. Kosh Baruch asks him a third time and still says the same answer and the next response from Kosh Baruch Hu was uh, go appoint Elisha to be the next Navi again not a question of right and wrong fully understandable that Elio's stance and frustration on the matter but Elisha now is given a mandate to even provide more Nisim again the carrot and the stick uh, decision and syndrome and we've seen over the past few months Elisha is performing Nisim large and small there's no such thing as a small mace but uh, every possible bakasha that people can have, and he's trying to get Klai Yisrael to see the uh, Yad Hashem and everything. And here, many, many decades later, over 50-year tenure, Elisha is dying, and the Melech Yisrael, Yayash, who is not a tzaddik, but not from the worst of them. He still lives from Beis Yehu, so he's a basic maimon. And he walks in very, very distraught that the Novi's leaving because he's worried about Klai Yisrael. And he knows the Novi is a Baal Mephis and, uh, and the schism of Klai Yisrael depend on him, and he's fearful of what's going to be when he's not here. Rightfully so. And the statement he makes when he comes in, let's see, Pasuk Yadal, Elisha Chala, Eschol Yashayom, Azbav, Yerel, Lav, Yayash, Melech Yisrael, Vayevk, Apana, Vayemar, Avi, Avi, Rechev, Yisrael, Parashav. Does that sound familiar? The phrase was coined by Elisha on Elio, his Rebbe. And he means it. He says, what are we going to do without you? The reason I gave the backdrop with Elio's frustration is we're going to see what comes at the end of this, uh, the end of this conversation. I mean, you can't fault uh, Elio for his reaction, and you won't be able to fault Elisha either. Elisha now sees an opportunity, the Melech is in Tshuva, 
can't say tshuva mode, but tshuva posture. He's perhaps willing to hear something, and he wants to do for him. He wants to do for Klai Yisrael, and he wants to give the melech some kayach in Ruchniyas to be able to carry on and get rid of Aram. At this point, Aram had been harassing them left, right, and center. It's very, very difficult. They were in a very bad state. So Elisha wants to give him a simon. Remember when a Navi acts through something, it's a, uh, a guarantee, more of a guarantee that it's going to happen. It's not a guarantee if it's done right, but it's not going to be done right, as we'll see. Pasuk Tezvav. Vayem Elisha kach keshes v'chitzem take bow and arrows. V'yikach elav keshes v'chitzem. Vayem Elamelech Yisrael. Harkev yotcha al ha-keshes. King is good at this. Draw the bow. Yaakov Yodov, this is to put his hand on it. Yasem Elisha Yodov Ayyadei HaMelech. going to have him draw it in a minute, but the old sick Navi is going to put his hand on the Melech's hand. Kilu, I'm with you, and you'll have a Makar Bracha for your Amunas Chachamim if you follow through. It comes a Tshuva, but it doesn't even get there. It comes a full Tshuva. This is a mixed tshuva, but he doesn't even, as we'll see very soon, doesn't even follow along with what the Navi is asking him to do now. And I'll explain why that is. Pasuk Yedzayim, we'll go back to discuss uh, Mitzvah Shem later what this uh, symbolism was, why this is necessary. Open the window. Eastward. Shoot. The kisas aram ba'afekas and have a place at kalei, and you have the potential to utterly destroy them. At kalei means total destruction. Wonderful. We're not finished with the simanim. Pasigidches. If you just walked in, perikid gimel pasigidches. Vayem rakach achitzim veikach. Now take a few arrows in your hand, not with the bow. Take them and clap them on the ground. This should sound familiar also. We clap Hashanahs. These menhagim are very deep. So whatever the Hamtakas uh, Adin over here was, however this is going to work, he asked them to do it. And again, foreign to us Americans, when we're trying to take orders, uh, when you're in front of a king or the God Ladar, you speak when you're spoken to and you follow directions and you continue doing what you're doing until you're told to stop. You need that preview, otherwise you're not going to understand what's about to transpire. Sadiqim never get angry. Bechlal, and even when they get angry, it's supposed to be feigned anger, which is a difficult avayda. And Elisha's whole midah for Klai Yisrael is patience, 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 and more nisim, and more nisim, and more hatava. And he's done that for over half a century. And now he's dying and uh, he's going to get quite upset that this isn't done right. Not bear his own covet. He's going to get upset because this is the last chance for him to have a victory and really come out of this. And he's going to blow it, as we say in the vernacular. Pasuk Yedches. He claps three times and he stops. And you'll say, no, by uh, clapping Hashanis, there's all sorts of shittas on the ground, on the chairs, five times, three times. It's, I'm just bringing the Hashanis as an example. There must be something about clapping on the ground, but Lavdafki is it related or totally related? The reaction is quick and coming. Pasigat Tetz. And Elisha gets 
very upset. Vayemer. Had you continued going five, six, the number is not important. The fact that he stopped means he's not listening to directions. We would say, what did he do? He didn't, didn't disobey. The answer is, the tzivui was klop. In the army, the sergeant Lahavdal tells you, start running around the track. When do you stop? Not when you're tired. Stop when he tells you to stop. We'll go into the psychology in a moment. What exactly, uh, why was this an Aveira and what was the Melech thinking? But he tells him very clearly, one second, he tells him very clearly, I told you to keep going. Something more than three. Azikisa, Saramakale, and you would have succeeded, and this would have been a new beginning. Now you're going to have three victories. That's good, but then it's going to stop. Before we get to the Ramban to discuss why this is important for the Nevoa, the simple pshat here, Da'asafim says, it's irrelevant what this was a, a remis to and what the site is and what the Kabbalah is. You don't need any of that necessarily. It's the fact that the biggest chus is you listen to the direction and your problem is, is that you're a maimin, but you're only half a maimin. You're a maimin when you're worried about strategic position of Klai Yisrael and the safety of Klai Yisrael, you come screaming and crying to the Navi. Uh, where were you yesterday and the day before and what are you doing to change? I wasn't even asking about the day before. To change means you're absolutely kofuf to das teren, to the meseren, to halacha, and to what the Navi represent, Kosh Baruch has asked me to do. And you're not listening because I asked you to clap and you stopped because you're trying to show me you still have your own mind. And you figure three is enough, which means you figure it's okay, the Navi, you know, almost like humor him. Yeah, he wants me to clap, I'll clap, whatever school you want. Okay, Rabbi, that's fine. But he didn't take it too seriously. If he did, he would at least ask, should I stop? Or he'd continue till he heard to stop. And he didn't. That doesn't sound like an Avera Chamur, but for this, it was crucial, because that was the whole litmus test to see if there was change. Are you doing this because you're on Das? You're still a, still a Balabas over here? You're listening to Akash Baruch Hu. And that's why Elisha was so angry, and I'll point out, we'll get to your question in a minute, it's ironic, or sad in a way, uh, there will be a silver lining, as I always like to point out, but it's sad that Elisha, after all the Nisim and the flows, is now dying, and the last thing we hear from Elisha is his anger out of anguish for Klai Yisrael and anger in the Melech that he's the man to turn it around and he leaves the world in that state almost like Eliel. So you'll say, no. So what did he accomplish? So we spoke about this of Hanukkah. I'm going to Flappish today to speak about uh, Hanukkah and Sarah where I'm going to expand on this. You'll get it from online afterwards. But uh, the Colonel, the Yisoyed, that we spoke about two weeks ago, that even though it looks like everything you did is two steps forward and five steps backwards, it's undone. We had this with Yada, we had this with the Hashmanaim, we had this with Elio, now we're having it with Elisha, and you've had it in your own lives. Lamaisa, as long as you're pushing hard enough, Akash Baruch wants you to try. What the answer is, is irrelevant. The answer of David Melech after his entire lifetime of effort for Binyan Abayis was no! But he laid the groundwork, he raised the money, he fought the wars, so he accomplished. He got them to the next, next level. Shlomo was able to build it because of David Amal's work. And everything Elisha did was not for naught because they will win some battles. They're not going to do a full tshuva, as you know, there's a churban coming. But every time you get an extension, there are enough yidin who get a boost of optimism after those battles are won 
to be able to do tshuva, or perhaps get up and move to Yehuda, do something with it. And unfortunately, Nebuch, 95% of the people will take it to mean, no, nah, you don't do such tshuva, Hashem is helping us win battles anyway, which we're going to discuss at length, and that's the wrong message. But enough people will use it to be able to move it forward, and that's what Elisha accomplished. Yes? I, I know the whole problem is that, not necessarily that he did, that he did, that he stopped, but that he even did more than one. That if he had done one, once he does three, now he's, now there's, there's a, there's a, uh, You're thinking of Chazaka. That it's like, okay, now it's, it's, there's only a certain amount of time. If he had done it once... Well, clearly the Navi said not so. The Pasuk says not so. So just like the Amora that when the person said, Akel, Agado, Agibar, Nora, then he started... No, that's so, not a dimion. That's it. Once you start, you have to do it what was right, mandated by Chazal. Right, but that... You're not arguing that it was a real Havamina. You're asking, you're trying to get it to Yahish's head. No, no, I'm just saying, I thought that the, the, the Kitruk on him was that he hit more than once. No, 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 no. It says clearly in the Pasuk. He says, had you hit five or six times, you would have had a complete victory. Because once he started, once he started no, no, no. to a, a, a numbers game. No, the, so uh, you obviously never stopped. served time in the army, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> you, you were never under a drill sergeant. If the sergeant, that's what a drill sergeant, by the way, half the exercises in the army, I'm not criticizing the sergeants, half the exercises are just to teach you how to follow directions without thinking. It's, in the army, they have to train you not to think because if you think and they give an order under fire and you think about it for two minutes, a lot of people are going to be dead. So um, I don't blame you for not understanding that. I wasn't in the army either, but uh, uh, this is what I'm told by, told this by one drill sergeant and a few people were under him. The exercise is to just understand that you don't understand because you don't understand the whole picture. You're a private. And the sergeant says, I don't understand the whole picture. I'm getting orders from the Major, he's getting from the colonel. But to somebody looking down, the Navi has that vantage point. And you might not understand the Kabbalah, you might not take it seriously, you might not understand that even without any Inyani Kabbalah, I'm just trying to see if you know how to follow directions. Following directions over here is hit the ground. And if I don't say how many times, that means you keep hitting until you stop. Until I tell you to stop. But I think the whole thing is symbolic, really. It's about, okay, but that, that's what he was, that's what he was saying. He says, yeah, 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 you got to the Makubal, you do something that gives you a Kamiya. That's exactly the problem. Exactly, that's exactly his mistake. It was not, and it wasn't any of his business. That was his mistake. Whether it was symbolic, was well, we'll discuss around bottom in a minute. What the symbolism? There was some symbolism here, but that's not the point. The point is, your whole problem was that you're already half from as kings go and Klai Yisrael and says Ratham, not bad, but there's still a Vatazar going on. There's still the Eglah Yerub Menavot here. So that means that your problem is is that you're not following through, and you think you have a day over here, and that's the problem. And you just showed it again. That's why Alicia was so upset. Yeah, Shragi? And, uh, was this intended to be a test, or was Alicia looking as a parting gift to give him Misha? He wanted how, to give him the parting how, gift, but he could only give him that schus if he passed the test. It's not, nothing, nothing's completely free. Alicia gave a lot of free nisim. Nothing's completely free. It's supposed to, and he's been doing it for decades and decades. He said, I'm leaving now, and you're distraught. Okay, so let's, let's work together. And he put his hand on his hand, like we're showing, I'll be with you, I'm leaving now, but you'll have, you'll have uh, some Navi on your side. Just, you have to work with him. You'll notice, by the way, this is Beis Yehu still. Yehu was appointed by Elisha. Elisha was sent. He didn't, except Eliel, but uh, he sent Yehu, but he's the one who orchestrated. And we don't find a whole lot of discussion until his dying moments, between the Malchus and Elisha. 
that was a, a fatal mistake. Same theme. He says, uh, we're, we're knocking the star off. Yeah, yeah, it was a sadik. So I'm a knocker now. I took over, and then the sun slowly drifted away. He drifted away, and the sun drifted further. It was still maminim as Bata uh, Malucha go, but it doesn't seem they checked in much with the Navi, which is a fatal mistake. A, a, a leadership, a presidency in the secular world is uh, usually defined by how good his advisors are. And in Lahavdil and Klai Yisrael, it's how much he listens to the Navi. David Amal, despite his mistakes, his personal mistakes, his godless was, since the Navi said something, he said Chatosi. That was what separated David Amalek from Shaul, as great as he was. And that's what separates David Amalek from Shlomo. And I say, he passed in a lot of shaylas, a lot of cutting edge chidushim. And uh, the Gemara we went through, explains all the lumdas, but it was wrong. And apparently he didn't, uh, he didn't ask. Or he asked and gave a purple share, and everybody was amazed by the lumdas. But he didn't get the right answer. And here, we don't see much conversation between Bezier and Elisha. That was a mistake. So here he's trying to fix it up in the last 20 minutes, and he's alive. So Elisha said, okay, I'll give you one more chance. Do you really want to to what the Emmas is or not? Or do you want to still do it your way? That's a very powerful, uh, powerful idea. Let's go to the Ramban you have in front of you. If you don't, the copies are in front. Ramban does talk about the uh, Ramazim and the symbolism. Actually, before the Ramban, you know, let's start with the Da Seifim first. I just want to show you the paragraph inside. It's what we just spoke out. But he writes it in a very concise way. Uh, this is the Da Seifim, the bracket, Shalosh Mamim. Shalosh Muhammad's Nochum Kafi Shamal Alisha Vaheshavis Ari Yisrael. He did succeed three times. Unfortunately, not only didn't do the trick for most of Klai Yisrael, I'm not saying they weren't Yechidim, most people had the opposite reaction. This is the difficulty and the challenge of the carrot as opposed to the stick. Elio again used the stick, used it well. It was a famine for years. It didn't work. So he tried the Nisim. That didn't work. And then Elisha was charged with doing a lot more. Here, Aram has been attacking, has been harassing. They lost an immense amount of territory. And uh, they weren't doing tshuva. Elisha leaves. He gets, I'll call it a freebie of, not totally free, because the Melch did come in and cry. So he now has a pass on three battles. And they win. Astounding victories. They're greatly outnumbered by Aram. They don't have much of an army. And unfortunately, what the take-home message was for the masses is that, as I mentioned before, you don't really have to tshuva. You know, when the Navi's dying, you go to Leviah, you, you visit him beforehand, and, uh, you know, you cry a little bit. And that's about it. Yeah, that's fine. Which is always the half-baked job. We cry out to our Baruch Hu, should mean, I guess, somebody's in Sarah. And then things get a little easier because Hashem has Rachamim. And then, you know, all of a sudden the noose is off. It's okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, thank you. And then we, uh, we go forward forgetting about the matzah we were in. And he spells it out. Before doing tshuva. It just gave them the misimpression. You can, if you're looking for the Amis, you'll find it. If you're looking for Tehutzim, you'll find it also. So they came to the incorrect fatally incorrect conclusion that it's not really totally in how much shuva and the mitzvahs and tevim they do. And they have, we will see, it's unbelievable, the, 
the last, we have a king called Yeruvim coming. He's, he's going to be a lot worse. The greatest territorial gains and power to the Arsacious Front to be under his reign. Go figure. He didn't fix anything up. The answer is, it was the last chance, and I can get to it for a while, it's a few program later, but it's unbelievable. This is like the last burst of uh, chesed, and they don't realize that the Horbin's coming. They think, what Horbin? We're going in the positive direction. What Horbin? We just conquered 50% more. It's scary, because uh, you know, without uh, being a Navi and having a direct pipeline, but What's very frightening is you look at Navi and you look at the territorial gains we had not that long ago. For most of us, a generation before, some of us were alive. And Eretz Yisrael, what was it, uh, doubled in size? Something like that. Maybe more, depends what you count. There was a, a comment, I think it was from Ashach at the time. He said, uh, we're happy that it ended without loss of life, that's for sure. And we're happy with Zeichet, that's Yad Shmaya, but uh, he felt that if there's not a massive tshuva, there was a tshuva, but uh, it wasn't massive in the tshuva. Travis, did we have more bali tshuva, more bumper stickers, kolakavod atzahal? And that makes a difference in the numbers. And he said they're going to have to give it all back. He said it's right after the Six Day War. That's like saying the moon is made out of cheese at that point. You have to give it back. Like nobody understood what in the world the comment meant. What do you mean? We're, we're riding on the... We can give it back. We just got more and more. We're, we're taking over over here. And here you sit in the year uh, 2017 Limes Barum. Limes Barum, uh, so we can understand the context. And like, you look at this. Somebody said that in 67? That we're just going to keep it and take over more? Says, they really said that? It's not ancient history. So... Unfortunately, in the Navi over here, we're in a situation where uh, they're going to, in the worst of times, be given long, long lines of success and not to this king, but it's going to grow. He's going to give three, get three victories, and then they're, they're going to get more territory, and then with that is prosperity, and they have access to their crops, and the guy is not going to come and burn it down and take them. And everybody starts going, running after the Tanuge Elamaza and starts taking vacation in Cancun. I don't know if they got that far. But, uh, that's what's, uh, what's going to happen over the next uh, few months here. He's just warning you. And uh, they figured that that was enough, and Hashem obviously likes their performance. Uh, first of all, Hatanuga Shanasef, Shariim, Lachan, Itzach, and Shalom. These new, new Tanuga, Elamazed, that were now possible, of Sharazu, Gadl, Bimei, Yeravim, is coming to a greater degree than Tami Yeravim, who was a bigger Russia than this king. This king was on the fence. Not only that, he himself, Yeravim, will be given one of the longest kingdoms. Usually a sign of Hashem's displeasure. It's like, I have him assassinated. He's an Avid of Azar, Russian Musha. He's going to have one of the longest reigns. He's going to come and say uh, the end is coming and uh, you're headed toward the Chorban. Which again, speaking of the moon made out of cheese, at the height of that power, and Navi walks in and says the Chorban's coming. What does that mean? After this is, we're going to learn this Be'iyim, but this is just to brace yourself of what's coming. The facts on the ground don't always represent, as we spoke about on Shabbos, Yesek will be going down to Mitzrayim, looks like the biggest disaster, and that's the Yeshua, and Yaakov is going down to Kavud, and Nachas is going into Gullus. Go figure. But that's the way uh, it works if you're not reading the Panemius correctly. 
Yaakov was reading it. He was very nervous about going into Gullus, but the onlooker would say, this is Gavaldic. And Hoshea comes and says, you guys really are running out of time. And the fact that Hashem is being native is the last chance. So, again, in the uh, national agenda, the Winavim who will be able to who sent to come and tell them what's really going on behind the scenes. Some chose to listen, many did not. And individual life, so you can't sit there being too nervous. You've got to function. I once had a, uh, a fellow, a professional, who was doing very well in his, uh, his business back in Flappish. He came to me after davening. I remember I was walking out of the Aguda. I remember where we were standing. It was the most interesting conversation. He told me, uh, he walked out, I just finished here. He says, can, can you walk me home? I lived in East Forth. I said, it's a short walk, but, you know, go ahead. Usually means the walk's going to be a lot longer, but I said, you know, we'll start. We're walking down Avenue M, and he stops. We got these fifth yet. And he said, uh, I just want the rough to know. I remember his slushing. He says, business is going very well. I said, well, wonderful, that's great. Give him what's Gavaldi. So he said, no, 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 I want to make myself clear. Very, very well. I said, uh, okay, well, great. Now, can your booth, using it for the right things, and uh, you're not going to kick off your shoes and uh, waste it for our pelliers that we're getting to? And uh, it's Gavaldic. So I said, um, anything else? So he said, uh, yeah, I'm petrified. Petrified of what? So he said, uh, I don't know, I'm a regular guy, I don't really deserve this, and uh, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So that's not a ridiculous sentiment. He's a normal guy. I say, you can't walk around like that all day and become ice mensch, but the sentiment is, is, is correct, is that Kosh uh, Baruch is talking to you, gives you bracha, you say, may do a lot of kavan and evishman esrei, and you also look to raise the bar and see what you could do for Chayisrael. I say do for Akash Baruch We can't do anything with Akash Baruch but in a manner of speaking. And what you're supposed to do with this newfound Baruch Not just, thanks for, the, thanks for the raise, Hashem. See you later. That's not the... Uh, that's not, so he was having... So I had to temper it. I said, look, it's not something to be nervous about. He said, look, I have a... You know, I'm not a tzaddik, I have a various, and maybe I'm just being set up. Apart. I said, look, you don't have to walk around thinking of that. But unless you're a hardcore of the Avodazar and everybody around you is doing Avodazar, which is what's going on over here, then you have to think, well, what is this for? The answer is, is it to get you to change? And <coughs> is it a remez of what you could have if you really change? But I said, if you're a Bentari, you're coming to share every morning, you came to share every single morning. He used to give share then at 6 in the morning. He used to get up at 5 and um, came every morning, never missed. He was a very fine Bentari, I said. Unless there's something you're not telling me, which if there is, we need to talk later because that will take an hour. Uh, but he said, no, I was afraid that was really the case. He said, no, there's nothing. Uh, if it would have been, we would have dealt with it. But he said, no, just the, the usual pitotary uh, here and there, Lashon Hara, you know, the usual, uh, usual things, which are not good either. But he wasn't doing worse than anybody else. I said, so you don't have to live in Pachad. You just live with the weight of the achrayas on your shoulders that this is being given to you for a reason. Any bracha in life, whether it's nachas, money, whatever you have in life. Over here, it was more than that. Over here, it was a bizarre situation. The worse the kings got, the more territory they started gaining now. And Yeravam, who's named after Yeravam, which shows you where they were going with this, 
had the longest, most powerful reign, and that's where it was the biggest disaster. It's about to fall apart. No Shea told them that. And they said, no, can't be. Everything looks fine and dandy to me. And that could be very deceiving. With that positive note, let's go to the Pelayates. We'll go uh, five minutes overtime since we started a little late. Uh, and the Pelayates is right on this subject of using your resources correctly. And we'll get to the Ramban next week. So please uh, divide it up when you bring it back. The Pelayates is on page Kuf Tezvav. Middle of the discussion about Sipuk, the Mistapik, the Muit, and the Isra Bal Tashkis. Last paragraph from Hesh Kuftezvav. Matayv Khalifasai Shiyanaka Meitza Esav Yishlach Lanishmasal Elam Abba. His very powerful line that we ended with yesterday. You look back at it for a moment, it's just an unbelievable word. Quick Chazara. Kamosh Apirshu Razal, the paragraph before the last line. He based Chapasul Ravacha. We all know this. Kamosh Maimer Chazal. Your door should be open for Anim. And the next sentence is. Yaniim should be b'nei beisefa. So pashat is open your door. Yaniim should be members of your household. So he teaches, not from him. I've seen it quoted other places. When the Yaniim are your own family, you don't get them spoiled. Then they're going to do it less. They're going to grow up knowing how to do it less. This is a, a very powerful tool for people. There's two ways to meet the budget, by the way, to make ends meet. You either make a lot of money, or you can learn how to live with less, or blend the both. It's easier to live with less, and it's, it's a phenomenal tool, because you just need to have that budget trimmed, and it's only going to be trimmed when you don't raise the barn. By the time you raise the barn, then the children get used to that, they're going to raise the barn, and then the children get used to that, and it's going to keep going. So... If the uh, family is treated like Anian, doesn't mean they're being mistreated, but everybody according to their madrega and according to their seviva, you got to know what works. So then you're going to have more to be Michael to the Anian. And therefore, next paragraph, And the key in life is to take the resources you have and uh, make sure they're being used in the proper measure. We spent four months in Hochestaka talking about a chaymish and a the various heterim to get more than a chaimish. Normally, they don't look for heterim. The Chavaz Chaim doesn't look. He states clearly and openly six of them. I don't even remember if the, uh, we discussed uh, one of them is a person who feels he has a and he wants a kapara. It might apply to lots of people. Uh, that might be a heterim, that's for his own nisham, his own chuva process. Uh, here, he's just talking about a person who wants to put away in the bank in the sky, which is better than federally insured. And he's sending money to his neshama, the Elam Abach, Hisham Beisai, that's going to be his ultimate house. And the more you can trim and send there. And this is trimming, by the way, is not only an amount of stucco you give, it's trimming is the less money you have to make, the more time you have to learn. And that's a balance we have spoken about many times, we'll continue to speak about over the next 100 years or so. 
because one of the main challenges in life, in Europe it wasn't a challenge. You had to water carry for 12 hours to buy pumpernickel bread. There was no, or very few people in a position to figure out where they can trim working hours to be able to learn more. Uh, there were a few, but it wasn't common. Today, it's more common. Very interesting. You should always look down. Look at the people who have less. And then you'll be happy with your lot. And you'll be Mestapik Bamuit. And Rabbi Kiva, who had not a penny to his name when he got married, was Menachem, his wife, Rochel, when the person, Malach Eliyahu sent to show them this lesson. Uh, he came and he didn't even have any Tevin. They had Tevin. Tevin doesn't cost too much. This man came knocking on the door and needs some Tevin. And Rabbi Kiva pointed out to his wife, look at somebody who has less than we do. Afilu Tivna Leslie. And you should always give thanks to what you do have. And don't worry. Don't be concerned that you're missing some money that you can't have a nicer house and upgrade on this and upgrade on that. If you can't afford it and you shouldn't be having it anyway, don't worry about it. Yes? The Pastor Rebbe said that, uh, based on other sources, that, that, that sometimes consumers, to a certain, that it, it creates a... Uh, yeah. Like a, 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 is there a way... Are, are these two... Are they two different mahalfen? No. No, there's just no exact balance. No. Not that, uh, I did say that. And especially in our day and age, if you look like you're being macomets too much, then you can create a certain tension in the house that is not uh, as valuable as the uh, returns you're trying to get. And it's a lot of diminishing returns. So you have to be careful about that. And there are situations where, um, again, you have to know the clientele, you have to know what they're up against. It's always a struggle. No matter what you give your kids, they'll always be coming home saying somebody in the class has this, that, and the other thing. Sometimes it'll be exaggerated. They'll say most of the class or all of the class, and it'll be 20%. You're always going to have that. Keeping up with the Joneses is not a new problem. So you have to know where to uh, start a fight and where to um, uh, pick on the uh, you know, nickel and diming, if you're calling, where it's just not going not gonna to go over and it'll just create uh, more machlikas and uh, the tension in the house and the lack of yishu adas is going to be worse. So yes, there has to be a way to do that. Where, uh, again, in America, we are more than equipped most of the time to be able to create such an environment where no one's literally hungry. Uh, we have the opposite problem, what he's speaking about. The question of, uh, of how to allocate. Um, no one is hungry, even the people that are hungry, the Baruch Hashem, we have enough the community to take care of them. We don't bump into too many, their shittas and perm, matans of yenim, not anim. Anim is not good enough. Some shittas hold you have to be an evian. Not, not a big reason that. Evian, mamish, a guy who's hungry, hasn't had breakfast and lunch because he can't afford it. That's relatively rare uh, around here. There are people who would be hungry if you wouldn't be giving them food, but they're not hungry. There are times there are people walking around, and every time they knock on the door, if you wait two seconds, he might faint. That's not uh, going to be the case. So, yes, you need that balance, and the balance is very uh, subjective. Let's continue. We're just going a couple of minutes longer. It's all a menagerie. It's all a trick. All the uh, everything's a facade. Tried to have all these tanugim to be able to write hevel havolim. Again, whether it's good mahalach for him at the end of the day or not, we don't know. But he suddenly bequeathed to Klai Yisrael svarim to speak about this. No one can say Shlomo Melech didn't know what he was talking about. 
And he had ashiras and uh, parties and everything you could want. The end of the day, you could be an ani badas. And this is what happens to most people. It's not a question of how much money you have. It's a question of the psychology. You think you're missing. You think you're lacking. You're an ani badas. And that's the Pusik. And Mishlei, also written by Shlomo Melch, who had all the money and understood it was worthless, called Yemei Ani Roim. So Pashashad is an Ani, does not want to eat. It's a difficult day-to-day existence. And Peliyad says it also means that he's an Ani in Das, even if he has what he needs, he's just not happy. And if you learn how to be budgeted and how to be stopping Lamuad, that's already saving you half the needs for the Hotzah and to cover it, is a time to bring in the money, time to spend it, that answers the question before, according to what they can handle, and according to your standing financially, and you have to be able to strike that balance, which is probably the challenge of the day. Okay, Mitzvah Shem will continue next week.